guys, it's Shawnee, your nerdy girlfriend from simpleonpurpose.ca, and I wanted to celebrate this podcast turning a year old. It turned a year old on October 11th, and I asked the members of the Facebook community group, the Simple on Purpose community group, what an exciting episode would be, and they all voted to have a real-life coaching session. And because I didn't want to use the sessions from the clients I already have, without kind of giving them a heads up on this, I asked for a volunteer. And Adeline volunteered to be coached on decluttering. And usually I do coaching more on life issues and motherhood and personal growth and that kind of thing. So this was a fun one to do because we focused a lot more on the details of the home and how it's being run and how it makes her feel. So to give you a background, Adeline is a mother of a two-year-old and she also runs a Montessori daycare from her home where she has six kids in the program. So she's up early and often they stay quite late for um, a daycare hours and she's using her home to provide care and do activities with these kids. She has set up the rest of her home with Montessori principles, which were all about simplicity and keeping things very simple for the kids and at their level so that they can be independent and be doing things alongside you. I will actually link Montessori explanation videos in the show notes. So in case I'm not doing it justice, there are some videos that had been shared in the Facebook group and I'll put them in the show notes if you wanna learn more about that. So we don't start at the beginning of the call, we jump right in in a little bit, but to give you a setup of the background, what she's struggling with the most is her kitchen. And as I said, the rest of her house is set up with Montessori principles, but her her kitchen is a place that she feels like it's always cluttered, it's hard to keep up on, she feels overwhelmed by it. As we talk through what her ideal would be, her ideal vision, you'll hear a lot of details she has on how the kitchen is being used. And that just shows how frequent it's being used and how there is such a variety of uses here that it's not just a kitchen. There's just so much life happening in this kitchen. And you can see from how she describes it and all the different details that there is a lot to think about for her. There's a lot of anxiety that figuring out each of these details can cause. So because this is a longer podcast episode than I would usually have, I have time stamped a lot of the major topics that we're covering. So if you want to skip ahead on different things, maybe around mindsets or on motivation or when building a business feels defeating, we're covering all of those different topics and I've time stamped them in the show notes. And the big takeaway that I'm getting from this conversation is the notion of scarcity and abundance. And if you're on Instagram, you've seen my Instagram story, there's a highlight all about a scarcity and abundance mindset. And when we're operating from a place of scarcity, there's not enough time, there's not enough anything that we need to kind of get it and get it figured out, we feel this hustle inside, we are negatively motivated. We are operating from a place of scarcity. When we are positively motivated and we are tapping into the bigger picture of what we're building and why it matters and just taking our time with it and finding peace along the way, even when it's hard, then we have abundance. We are approaching it with an abundance mindset. And that just helps us live from a place of peace and love and joy to show up for the life that's already in front of us. So we'll jump into the call. Stay tuned to the end. I am sharing an update. I emailed Adeline and asked for an update and I'm sharing that at the end of the call. Once again, everything is timestamped if you want to jump ahead to anything. So tell me what your ideal would be when you walk into your kitchen. I would like it to... (laughs) I don't know, I would like it to look clear mm-hmm. and 
more peaceful. Like I would like the kitchen to be able to follow some of the other rooms that I have. <laughs> and that kitchen is just not following. And I, I blame it on the kitchen. Of course, it's easier this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, like it's it's really weird to me how <clears throat> what I've been able to tackle by, by working on it with minimalism and organization in other rooms cannot or don't seem to happen in the kitchen. And mm-hmm. the thing is... Um, in the morning, like <clears throat> it's by the time I clean up and things are in the dishwasher and I can sanitize and everything, things are not perfect, but they are better. So I kind of stop there. Mm-hmm. But then when I r- wake up in the morning and I come down to the kitchen, I still feel like, well, there's a lot, which makes me think that we just do have a lot on that kitchen counter. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't seem to be able to really keep it clear it's clean but it's not clear and that looks like clutter to me and I've been fighting that clutter for like a couple of years now and and the kitchen does just not it's just not the part that I I'm I can tackle right now and it makes me feel stressed when I see it and Mm -hmm. the thing is that because I work from home and that kitchen is also used by the children Mm -hmm. um to a certain extent well then it's it's I actually spend a big part of my day in it. And if it makes me feel stressed, it means that I part of my day, a big part of my day is also stressful because of it. So yes, I understand. So you do have this vision for kind of um a clear and peaceful kitchen. And when you walk into it, it feels stressful. But things are being used and there's things out on the counter, it's used by the kids at school, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, well, a lot of the things that are on the counter are more for us, like we use it every day, like we have the toaster, we ha- and we use it every morning, we have the blender, we use mm-hmm. it every morning, um, you know, like we have, sometimes we have things just drying out from the dishwasher yeah. and it just by the time it goes back to the cupboard it's like three days later because nobody did it yeah. um, and then there's like, I don't know, we have a couple of bottles of liquor for Mm -hmm. like when we take a little drink like I mean that's not being used every day Mm -hmm. but um and then there's the I don't know the coffee grinder that my husband uses every day but there's just so many things and then there's the oil and and some jars of of food and I don't know I I don't just know how to I would like to still have my jars because some of these things are like it's neat looking okay I see yeah but it doesn't go with everything else and then at the end of the day I still feel and maybe it's just me but um because it doesn't seem to stress out my husband in any way Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah it, it looks stressful to me and and I'm often the one having to deal with it as well um mm-hmm. because I cook lunch and supper so I understand so I totally understand how the kitchen can be a place because it's so high use for so many different things it's it's used so often so it needs extra maintenance like a bedroom we don't use that often we don't have to maintain it as much as we need to do a kitchen if you know what I mean Yes, totally. So what in the past has worked for you at feeling like you're a bit more peaceful and in control of your kitchen? Um, 
Well, when I was not cooking as much, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> there was a part of my life where I was I didn't have to cook as much because I was working outside of the home, and lunch was even provided at work. So I basically needed my breakfast things and you know a few things to make. Uh, supper and and everything was not like I was not there all the time I was not living in my kitchen as much and I was not working from home so things would be quite easy even like I didn't have a dishwasher at the time and it didn't seem like an issue and now it's like well there's a lot of dishes I mean I do I do have dishes for six children and they go through two snacks and lunch and my daughter also goes through supper and breakfast and so is my husband and myself so Mm -hmm. what worked in the past is that well it felt totally uncluttered because it was not being used as much so you've had this career change it sounds like and have you enjoyed that career change Yes, that was totally what I wanted. I was, <clears throat> I mean, the the kitchen part was not um, something that I that I could foresee, yeah. and um, and it kind of everything else is great. Like I love having my little classroom in the home. I love that I'm able to work from home and that it's it's I can have um, my daughter with me, um, but this whole kitchen situation and I really like cooking and I do cook a lot over the weekend to try to meal plan so all the lunches that are served for the school for the children are made on Sundays and everything is stored in the fridge Mm -hmm. so that's quite organized um a lot of dishes that still make it like the dishes for the children they put them in a bin so that is easy because it's in the bin at the end of the day I just take the bin and we put it in the dishwasher and that's easy. But I still feel like we gather a bunch of things either in the sink or next to the sink, which at the end of the day makes like a big pile of dishes like mine or what my husband brings back from work, um, from his lunch. And and I don't know, there's other things that also make it to the kitchen counter, like um, some paintings that the children are all letting to dry you know like we don't really have any other space for them to like put them in height so they can just dry so the paintings makes it make it there and um, and there's that kind of multi-use where everything is happening in this one space yes absolutely it's like oh all of a sudden like some part of the recycling things that have been just washed are drying there as well and then the kitchen Mm -hmm. counter is just a mix of like recycling paper um mail that has been left there and it's just like yeah. oh so let's talk a little bit about strategy and then we'll move into mindsets if that's okay with you yes okay so talking about strategy and i'm hearing that there's things on the counters and you use them every day but you're not really happy to see them are there ways that you can store these in um shelves or cupboards or anything like that i could i'm sure i would probably need to have a conversation with my husband so we could mm-hmm. review what's being used every day and what is maybe used a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I mean, I would need to reorganize some of the cupboards and I'm sure that by reorganizing that we could find mm-hmm. some space for extra. Right now it seems quite, um, quite full, um, but it's not really there's no strategies in the cupboards themselves it's kind Mm -hmm. of like okay well there's the cupboards for like you know the glass containers and there's the plates here and Mm -hmm. then the glass there and uh 
And, you know, it, it accumulates fast, even if I'm trying to declutter on a regular basis and make sure we don't have doubles and I don't keep anything broken. I, I don't keep things anymore in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. I just like, <laughs> I just throw if, uh, or I give if, uh, if it's not working for us. Um, but so yeah, I, what yeah. would, sorry, what would an ideal solution be when you look at your kitchen of creating a clear and peaceful kitchen? I think it's, I mean, the cupboards don't stress me out, even if they're not perfectly organized, because I can't see them. It's the visual, it's the visual clutter of the counter that, um, that makes me stressed. And the more we go through the day, and instead of being happy of seeing the end of the day Mm -hmm. happen, I'm more like, oh my God, there's this load of thing on the counter that I have to get rid of or then I just ignore it and just be stressed or I just get out of the kitchen like yeah. you know at some point there's like I, you have to find a a solution for for the stress to go down yeah. and I mean <laughs> yes I understand that doesn't seem like a good one but sometimes it happens <laughs> so when you consider just reducing what's on the counters um, whether it's in small doses throughout the day or a big plan to store things in this certain space, what feels like would be a a reasonable solution for you? I think probably reorganizing the whole thing uh, would probably be more practical. There's, we, I have that feeling and, and I know my husband the other day when I kind of talked about it quickly, he was like, oh yeah, but we, we use everything. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah (laughs) so he's thinking it's going to be gone and you're thinking it's just going to be put in a cupboard well I think he's he's kind of like oh well it has to stay on the counter because we use it okay and and I understand that but I'm pretty sure that if we yeah I guess if we could take the time to review what's on the counter Mm -hmm. and probably there's probably things that we can just not have there on a daily basis yeah and find space in the cupboards for it like if I know that it's going to make the visual clutter better I might be more motivated to try to make space in some of those cupboards (laughs) yeah so if there's a space to put a toaster toast is made and it can go away there there's this hole when the toaster isn't there there's this hole in the cupboard that's where the toaster goes kind of thing Yes. Yes. So reorganizing your whole kitchen, and that's something that um, you and your husband can probably talk about. But let's talk a little bit about the mindsets. When you come downstairs and you see this messy kitchen, or I I feel like you said you come downstairs into your kitchen and you look at it, how does that make you feel? It's not really good to start the day. Like, Mm. it's... You know, like earlier I said, like, oh, you're happy to be at the end of your day. And then for me, it's like, oh, there's this amount of work and this amount of clutter that just added with the day. And with the end of the day comes the cleaning moment. Well, then in the morning, it it just feels like, oh, even if we cleaned up last night, mm-hmm. it still feels it still feels like it's too much. It still feels like like there's things to clean up. And then I already see the post breakfast <laughs> clutter that will yeah. happen yeah. and um and that that is stressful yeah. it's it's stressful and it doesn't make 
I mean, and I love my job and I really like what I do and I love being with the children, but it's, it doesn't really start the day on a really good and well mindset. Like you were saying, yeah. it's instead of starting with like, Hey, this is a new day. It's more like you arrive in the kitchen and you're like, Ugh, mm-hmm. there's stuff to do. And it already seems a little daunting and it's just like seven thirty in the morning. So what kind of things maybe pop up in your brain? What kind of thoughts are popping up about your home or your job or yourself when you see this kitchen? Uh, That it's busy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's busy and and it it has been very busy in general. Uh, We just moved back here. Uh, We're in Nova Scotia and Canada and uh, we just moved back here a year ago. Um, and we lived on the West Coast before in Vancouver, and that has been quite complicated. We started the business in a school over there, um, and um, British Columbia is a very expensive place, just mm-hmm. in case <laughs> uh, people wouldn't know. Wouldn't know, and um, it put us in like financial difficulties by the end of last year. So we decided very fast, for the sake of everybody's peace and uh and stress level that we needed to leave there and go to a place where we would feel less stressed Mm -hmm. and where we would feel like our life would be easier and we could kind of start over so we can start the business again and then for my husband to find something else to do Mm -hmm. Uh, so we were really happy to move even if it's been quite challenging to cross the country Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we did and I have the feeling that with that came a very strong um, will of motivation for even more minimalism on my part. Mm-hmm. Uh, that my husband doesn't disagree with it. He he totally supports me when I, you know, threw out like out of my closet or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, sure, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Um, but I do think that I had this big hope that because things were going to get easier, um, clutter would not happen. I don't know why. Yeah. It, it just thought it was going to be magical or something. Yes, ex- I had the exact same idea in my head that that's what would happen when I got rid of stuff. So so then it feels like, oh, but I, I we did get rid of stuff. Like, I mean, honestly, the kitchen was the last, thing that we actually uh, focused on which means that we basically started over like we didn't we didn't even keep a a a pan or Mm. anything like nothing I think the only thing that made it is uh some of the cutlery because my husband was like oh that's easy I can just wrap this Mm -hmm. and put it in the in the in the van but um we just moved with a van and a couple of of um suitcases so that was a big We decluttered a lot and got rid of a lot, which I love. Um, And it's been like a lot easier to actually start over when you have less. And you're just like, you actually, we don't, we didn't need this and we didn't need that. And now we live more peacefully and in a less, and in less stress of having all the stuff that we didn't need. And with that came the expectation probably that, and and it's even worse with the kitchen because (laughs) that's the thing we left all behind uh, I see and we rebought or, or we got re-gifted like things so we could put it back together when mm-hmm. we arrived 
Um, and I feel that because we got rid of everything and now we only have what we need, mm -hmm. I really expected the kitchen to not be the closeted part. Mm -hmm. When some of the things we took with us, like we took a couple of things from the bedroom, like furniture that we wanted to take and things. And, and we took certain bigger parts and things that are in bedrooms or in the den. And this seemed easier to put together it is organized i managed to keep it uncluttered but like you said you're right it's it, we're not in in our bedrooms all the time mm. we basically sleep there so um but that kitchen that got that we arrived with nothing seemed like it was an easier way to start over in the kitchen and i and we do have a bunch of cupboards so i'm not fully sure where like how with we don't have that much. There's mm -hmm. a lot of cupboards and it still feels like there's not enough space for keeping it uncluttered and and for the counters to be like clearer, like yeah, uncluttered. And, and what I'm also hearing you say is that um, the aspect of food and preparing food and teaching kids about food, that it's a way bigger part of your life than it used to be when you were working out of the home, eating out of the home, that maybe you do feel like you have a lot, but it sounds like you're using a lot. Yes. Well, yes, that's the thing. Like, I mean, we do cook a lot, but I mean, my daughter is involved in most of it. And I do some cooking with the children as well. Like when it comes to snacks, sometimes I want them to also prepare mm -hmm. their own snack and be involved in it so they can develop some of these skills and they usually really love to do it. So, mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so let's say like when we make muffins during the day, like during the school day with the children, like that kitchen becomes a, a classroom. <laughs> it's a classroom, yes. but even but it's really weird because it's a classroom in this mainstream type of way. But mm -hmm. when you think about a Montessori classroom, things are not cluttered. Things are organized. Things are beautiful. Things are harmonious. And mm -hmm. my classroom is harmonious. My kitchen isn't, even mm -hmm. if the kitchen, technically for me, is kind of part of their classroom as well. Yeah. So that's what is clashing. It's hard to blend all of these uses together. Yes. So when exactly. you are looking at your kitchen and on one hand, you're thinking we started at zero and now it feels cluttered. On the other hand, there's this um, feeling that it should be simpler because it's for Montessori. Do you feel like you have an extra layer of judgment on yourself because you use it for Montessori? Absolutely. I mean, it's... Um... Whether I like it or not, um, because I'm a Montessori teacher and I'm a Montessori consultant, which means I help people getting to this level of organization in their own house. Mm -hmm. But I see it from a children point of view. I don't see it in a adult point of view. Like the way you work with us, for example, is different from the way that I work with them. I really see it just on a children point of view. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh and that blend is definitely not easy. Yeah. What would, a, what would a solution be to blend these two things together in a way that brings you peace, but freeing yourself from the judgment about what it could mean about you as a Montessori teacher? I don't know. I don't know, because that's the thing. When you help other people do certain things, um, I think people see you in a certain light. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and in a way they well I I figure I don't know I might just put that pressure on myself actually but mm -hmm. um I I figure that they expect that when 
they come in the door and I'm talking here about the parents of my, my students because they're the only one who come in the door. I mean, yeah. my house is not just my house. My house is being used by, by children that are not mine and their parents come in the door every morning and every end of afternoon. So my house and my kitchen, especially because it's, it's open to the entrance mm-hmm. um, is being seen. And that, you know, what? now that I think about it, that might be why it stresses me so much because yeah. I know people see it. <laughs> yeah. But also think on the other hand, you have, is it five other kids that come to Montessori or was it six? Yes. And these kids keep coming. Why do you think their parents have picked you to be the one taking care of their children? Well, I mean, they trust me in terms of of nurturing and safety and giving that specific type of education that they seek for their children, which is a a Montessori education. I mean, there's also families that are um, here because it's a French-speaking environment Mm -hmm. and that's what they wanted and Montessori becomes a bonus and something that they love to discover. Yeah, I mean, they they do it. I don't know. I don't know what they think when they enter the room. I know they're yes. really happy to have their children there. I always have, like, really good feedback and everything is going um, really good. Um, but, but yeah, like, I wonder, like, I've been in, in some of these people's houses and their kitchen are not cluttered like mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, often something that feels like a sore spot or a weakness or a struggle for us is what we measure other people to. So when you look at other people's kitchens and you assess if it's cluttered or not, that's really saying more about your own um, default to measure kitchens or to assess that. But for a mom or a dad who's dropping off their child, like you say, you don't know what they're thinking, but you're assuming they expect something certain. And we really don't know what the other person is thinking, but we do know they've showed up. They want their kid in your home. They they trust you. They are here time and time again. You have a relationship with them. Can you still be an amazing teacher and provider and Montessori teacher, regardless of the things on your kitchen counter? Well, yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But when you have that thought, it shouldn't be like this because I do this job, kind of putting that judgment on yourself and you have that story about what it says about you. This is all in your own head. This is all your own feeling, but all of that is seeping out in your actions. It's bringing stress. You lead from that stress instead of leading from the really beautiful things that you're teaching and the really beautiful community you're creating. When you are motivated by the joy of making muffins and teaching kids how to make muffins, there's countless parents who will never do that in their kitchen with their kids. And there's countless parents with messy kitchens. Like we all understand what it's like to have a messy kitchen. But what I would really encourage you to do is think about what what feels motivating to you. And if you're being motivated by negative shame and guilt and frustration, you'll never be effective and you'll never show up with peace. And if you don't feel peaceful, then it doesn't matter what your kitchen looks like. But if you can tap into those really positive values that you bring to teaching, regardless of things on the counter, and really tap into what's happening with these children and with you and how you grow as a teacher, you'll be positively motivated. And that's what I want for you, to be positively motivated. So tell me some of the great things that you just really love about your job. Um, 
I do like the, I do love the simplicity of toddlerhood. And I know this is not an easy part of life for a lot of parents and they're scared of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's not always easy. I mean, I have a two year old, so I'm experiencing, I'm experiencing it for myself. And I know that sometimes there, there are challenges. Yeah. Like I'm, I can hear my daughter right now already like wanting me and my husband trying to do his best to yes. like respect her feelings, but also respect the fact that I'm here. Yeah. Um, and it, it is hard, but it has such a simplicity to it, such a, they don't lie. They're mm-hmm. just who they are. Their emotions are in the present. And and if you take it for what it is, it's actually really, that's what I like with young children. Things get simpler, mm-hmm. even if it has a certain complexity to it. But once you know about the child's development, it's it's just so beautiful. And I mean, it's really great to see them come in by the door in the morning and and just like, you know, shake hands with you with a big yeah. smile and asking you how you are. And just things are just become very simple all of a sudden. And mm-hmm. and um, and things don't really matter otherwise. Yeah. Um, and I also do love that um, I can be my own boss that's mm-hmm. definitely a big uh, that was that was one of the of the main um, of the main goal uh, mm-hmm. uh, like when I became a Montessori teacher I was like I love being a Montessori teacher and I used to work in a Montessori school before mm-hmm. I even became a Montessori teacher so I knew what it was about and I really loved it in many ways even as an employee but I really wanted to be able to make up my own thing because I wanted to also live that with my daughter so Mm -hmm. I I've I'm a I'm a stay-at-home mom but I also have my business at home for like eight nine hours a day so it seems very busy and it is very busy but I do love like all of it it's Mm -hmm. uh it's the organization behind it is not always easy um and uh but I do, I'm getting better at it and, uh, and it's getting more and more organized and, and there's just that last little room that was kind of a, a little trigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what other things are you grateful for in what you do? Um, well, I'm definitely grateful for my daughter and my husband. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are isolated. Our families are not here, so we have each other. Mm-hmm. And and even like my husband, I mean, as much as he's not teaching and everything, he's around in the morning and I really love how he's helpful and how he takes care of his daughter. And I love that my daughter is responding to um, the other children in a positive way mm-hmm. and to be able to do this job and give her also a social experience. Um, I mean, I would love to just be at home with my child and not necessarily have to work but Mm -hmm. at the same time my work is something that I really love Mm -hmm. and um and that I enjoy doing uh even with all of its um challenges and it's um no it's 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 great I mean we've we've come um, a long way already and and sometimes it feels like because we've come a long way in the past year um, we want things to like the, the the things that are still left to tackle mm-hmm. 
I want it to happen faster just because I'm just like, okay, it was already so much work. Just make it happen. And then... yes, yes, you just want to get there already. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it's just, it's already been so much work that, uh, that even like, yeah, sometimes seeing that visual clutter, I'm just like, oh, why? Mm. Why do we have that visual clutter? We've already done so much work. Why isn't it like already tackled, you know? It, it starts to feel defeating. Yes. Yes. And I hear you talking about all of the great things that this job can provide you. And like you say, ultimately, it would be great to be at home with your daughter. And many moms who work probably feel that way. But if you are building a business and you're building it yourself, you're at home and you're making all these little daily decisions, of course, it's so defeating. And it's especially more so when we forget why we do what we do and why it matters to the people around us. And you're you're doing a job that many people can't do. It's dealing with small children and, uh, and many of them. This is a very special job that people are entrusting their children to you. And I hope that you can just honor that you're building something amazing and it's uncomfortable and it's hard and you don't just get there. That it's t taking these small little steps each day that get you a little bit closer, but it can feel really slow, like you're slogging through the mud. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. So when you find yourself hustling, when you see that kitchen and you feel that shame in the back of your mind and that story about um, who you are and what it says about you is popping up, how can you counteract that? What kind of things do you need to remind yourself about? I probably need to... I mean, I don't know how yet. Mm -hmm. um, I'm someone who meditates, but I meditate at the end of the day. Maybe I should start by doing it in the morning now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, it, it definitely puts you in a different mindset mm -hmm. um, for seeing things in a more positive way. Mm -hmm. um, because, because obviously, like, like I said and like you said, I can't keep like coming down and see the kitchen in the morning and be like, ugh. That's the beginning of my day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe, yeah, it's, it's a mindset shift mm -hmm. that need to happen from before the coming down okay. <laughs> the steps. Yeah, because what I hope for you is that one, like we could talk about strategy and moving things and rearranging your kitchen, but that's something you're going to work on slowly as you learn how your business is being used, how your home is being used. Like that's just a slow shift of space for you to determine along the way if you keep an open mind. But the other thing I want you to embrace is it will get cluttered. It's just a fact of having a kitchen and running a business from home, having kids in your home. Things will get cluttered. So how will you show up when that does happen? And if you take a minute in the morning and maybe you're laying in bed and you know, I'm going to go downstairs, I'm going to feel all these things. What do I need to remember that's going to empower me to show up in a more positive way? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you think of any things that would feel empowering to you to think about in the mornings? Um, probably thinking about my daughter and, and, and how even before going to the kitchen, how much we do with her already and how it's, I do think that 
we're not failing at parenting like a lot mm -hmm. of people feel mm -hmm. um and and that i guess the focus needs to not be on the kitchen and what i see in the focus might need to be on the fact that we're going to have breakfast together and that's a good a great moment as a family because it's pretty much the only meal we can have just the three of us mm -hmm. during the day um so i guess if i would focus on that beautiful social family aspect of the morning that could put something more positive and uh, make it like happy instead mm -hmm. of focusing on at the end of the day something that does not matter as much because mm -hmm. it's it's material and mm -hmm. it's just and it's something we can tackle and clean up and clear up eventually and yeah so likewise at the end of the night reflecting on all of the things and experiences you had with your family or with the students that day yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there probably are some really special things like a kid learning to make a muffin is pretty spectacular. I think we take that for granted. Yes, I think there's a lot, a lot mm -hmm. that is take like being taken for granted when it comes to yeah. children or or people think that oh that's okay if they don't, you know, do anything with their hands before they're like eight or nine years old when they'll be a, mm -hmm. a little bit more um, a little bit more responsible when there's actually a whole set of skills that they can learn way younger. And it's just for us to embrace that mess mm -hmm. for their learning. Yeah. Um, um, so yes, at the end of the day, this, this mess that is created has been the, the, is the proof or it's the traces yes. of all the, the learning and the work that has been done through the day. Yes. It's like, that old poem that you're thankful you have laundry to fold because that means you have a family to love and those kinds of reframing things around a bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. So if you can change what you expect in your kitchen by seeing what is actually happening, the real life, the, the work you're doing, if you can see the beauty in that and let your expectations not just go out the window, you don't have to just do nothing, but if you can open up what you expect and well maybe not what you expect but what you're making it mean when i have a messy kitchen it's not because i'm lazy or i haven't figured it out or i have no time it's not because of those things it's because i used my kitchen to do these amazing things yes you're right yeah mm -hmm. no it's true i've never i've never seen it this way i've always put it as clutter yeah and clutter <laughs> is such a negative connotation towards us as the person who's supposed to manage the home and maybe you as the teacher. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we're really just beating ourselves down and we'll never make progress and feel like we're showing up well when we're kind of shaming ourselves by how we are, are living, when we're actually living in a way that is maybe hard and challenging, but is bringing us to something better that we want to like working from home, being a Montessori teacher, having your child with you while you're working. These are all really great things. And this is kind of the... The cost of doing it yes no absolutely yeah no you're right so in order for you to kind of start taking action on one side we have the mindset that um you can kind of like just release a little bit into what's happening but on the other side if you do want to take action are there any specific steps that you feel like you want to take are there 
cleaners you want to call or things you want to rearrange or like what kind of solutions do you see that you want to be doing right now? Um, I think my husband and I should just look at the counter once it's cleaned and cleared up and see what's left. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I am pretty sure we can find things that we can put away. There's no way that we feel like we use it all the time, but there's things that I am sure we could just like put them in a cupboard and, and take them, taking them out a couple of times in the week would not be that much of, like wouldn't be that much work. Um, I'm sure there are things we can put away. That's for sure. Um, so that's definitely something we should do is just take the time together to be like, okay, do we need this absolutely every day or do, because there are certain things that I use and certain things he uses, you know, and certain things that are here for the children. So, so it's, mm -hmm. it's used by many people. Mm -hmm. yes. um, yeah. So see if there's like maybe one thing that I would be willing to put away because I don't actually use it all the time and maybe one thing that he can put away because he's not using it all the time and already that space would be there mm -hmm. and 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 that could be a, a first step and, and I mean once that's done maybe we can review it in a month and see if it was useful and see if we can do more mm -hmm. um yeah I think that's that could great. be good yeah take your time with it for sure yeah yeah because when I do things too fast it's it's not a and I know that from also working with people that trying to do it too much too fast is just is usually sending you for failure more than for success. Yeah. It's just like little steps and 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 it's like getting organized in your in your on your path for organization. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, when we're trying to do it too fast, it's usually because we're hustling that we're negatively motivated. Yes. But when we take our time with it and release and kind of like just tap into that bigger vision that you have for your life, for your job, for your home, that's kind of overarching all of this. And every day you're taking little steps towards that. Yes, no, absolutely. Oh yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so moving forward, how will you know if you had a successful week? Instead of measuring success by how your kitchen looks, how do you want to measure success? By... Um by how happy we are and how much um I like to watch my my child like learn things like I in my vision like I know a lot of people are like the only thing I want is for my children to be happy but as a Montessori teacher what I want for my child is to find resilience mm -hmm. so she can find her own happiness like along her path beautiful yeah and 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 the resilience comes from a lot of specific learning mm -hmm. and I really love um looking at that learning happen and 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 that makes me happy I really like yeah watching how much she learns mm -hmm. whatever the learning was and be happy every time she has tackled something by herself. Yeah. It's it's for me it's it's my success. It's it's a it's a success that is related to my being a mother and um and being a teacher all mm -hmm. at once and it's yeah. the same when you help a family, you know, like organize their their house for their children and you see a certain amount of uh, of progress towards the relationship 
between those parents and the the children and all these all these little learning it can be the things that I learn and I love learning and mm-hmm. all the things that I see my daughter learning or that I see my my husband learning through his new job and everything or through the, the, the families that I work with. Mm-hmm. I like seeing that learning and building resilience to be stronger in yeah. life in a way. And maybe this is your learning opportunity too, to kind of learn. It's, yeah. it's always <laughs> learning opportunity because all the people, when you have a social type of work like Mm -hmm. like you or like anyone who else to really deal with people all day long so in my case it's mainly children but also parents of course and Mm -hmm. families and um and all that those social interaction means that that yes like we 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 are not alone you know like we're all progressing and we Mm -hmm. all exchange something and i mean by helping other people you learn a lot along the way and by alerting working with toddlers you learn a lot about yourself <laughs> <laughs> yes that's so true isn't it <laughs> Some, they, they sometimes you don't like what you learn own way. yeah <laughs> oh, right. so we've talked a bit about strategy I know we didn't get a lot into it but I think if you just keep an open mind and keep slow and just um, keep your mind open to all of the ideas of ways you could solve this problem you are going to find them and really tapping into that mindset shift so that you get to show up better when you are feeling the stress and everything like that. How do you feel like you were showing up at home and at work? Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, so we can move into to, to a new thing. Um, I hope this was helpful for you. At the end of each call, I always ask what big takeaways you want to kind of note and remember for yourself. Um, I think my big takeaway is that instead of focusing on only what I see is to work on that mindset because that's that's absolutely true and it's um, we we live in an era of we're all very busy and everybody if you ask people how they are they're not even answering yes or no anymore they're like oh I'm busy Um, and I've caught myself many many times saying it (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I think that um, I do think that busy is also a mindset and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of that uh, mental load and mental clutter in a way that is also it's not all just a physical thing so um so yeah, no, I do think that the kitchen is one thing, but is the stress coming from is a reflection on on how I need to shift the way I see it and the way I also see my day and and how this room might actually be the the thing that shows how much we work and how much mm-hmm. it's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it might even be a little bit strange for a parent to pick up their kid from a very, very clean place. (laughs) It's like going into a kid's classroom and everything's clean. You'd wonder what they were doing. (laughs) Well, you, yeah, you wonder, like, "Mm, did they use it? Like, did they do anything? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, no, at least it's true. I mean, it it might be true. I mean, I've never asked the parents, of Mm -hmm. course, like, hey, what do you think when you enter my, my home? Like, do you think it's like... Mm-hmm. Do you think it's disgusting? Do you think it's like messy or 
do you feel like, oh, that's cool. The children actually, you know, mm -hmm. did a lot of cooking today. So there's a lot of things. They did a lot of paintings. That's why it's all drying on the counter. And, yeah. and um, yeah, no, it's true. I've never really seen it this way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. no, it's, yeah, no, it's definitely a big, <laughs> big change. I'm definitely going to see it very differently <laughs> from now. Oh, good, good. Was there anything else that was a takeaway for you? Well, I do think that um, thinking about taking baby steps to reorganize it, because even if I, I, I shift the mindset, it doesn't mean that there's not little things we can we can't do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't want to just blame it on either the clutter or on my mindset, and kind mm -hmm. of like try to work with both at the same time, which. Yeah, weirdly, I really do in my job, and it's it's so much harder when it comes to your personal life and your it own is. home and everything. It's uh, it's no, it's good to be able to work on both, and and I might actually um put a bunch of that on paper, and you know what, I actually have your workbook, oh. so I'm gonna I'm gonna work on it. Oh, right on. That's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, and just remember to keep keep going back to your why, why you're doing this, why it matters and all of the great positive ways you can be motivated to show up each day. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Oh, that's great. great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for volunteering to do this. No problem. <laughs>